You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Of course, I want to welcome you to a magnificent Monday. I'm really excited. I get to dive in a bit deep with the chief of police for the Port of Seattle. Michael Villa is in the building. And so we're going to be talking about these positions they have there at the Port of Seattle. They're really doing uh, the intentionality to bring more diverse officers to the port. So I'm excited I'll be able to talk with him and also just kind of chime in about this role that he's taking on now officially uh, the full-time chief of police for the Port of Seattle. So we'll be diving into his entire journey on the force. But of course, you guys, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share this stream. Go ahead, you know, just help us out here. Tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you cannot watch us, we got you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it. Uh, pick your favorite platform and search for us. You'll find us there. Shout out to everybody who is tagging and sharing the stream and everyone who is sharing the podcast as well. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate understanding that people are tuning in from all over the world. That's really exciting for us here on The Day with Trace. I really appreciate all of y'all doing that work. Um, But, you know, I want to start the show with me always telling y'all to see yourself as a part of the solution. I love to be able to uplift the example of what that looks like in our community. And our very own Deontay Damper was out this weekend in Renton and he was uplifting, you know, the work that's being done there for the LGBTQIA community. Let's check out how all of these folks came together in community to make sure that this place stays exactly where it is doing the work it's doing. Saturday's cold weather and steady rain did not stop people from going to demonstrate their support for the LGBTQ community and Brewmaster's tap room in Renton, which was the target of an alleged hate crime earlier this week. The tap room has been receiving harassing calls and emails from right-wing extremists since it launched a monthly drag queen storytime event. Organizers of this demonstration say the far-right groups were planning to protest Saturday's drag queen reading. Brenton City Council member Carmen Rivera is active in the community and decided to show her support for Drag Queen Storytime, especially when she heard that those right-wing extremists were planning to protest on Saturday. This business is right down the street from my house, and as a queer person, um, I thought it was important to check in with the community. I checked in with the community member, I checked in with the business owner, asked what support they wanted, they would be comfortable with counter-protesters and in what capacity, and then just started working with community and was really impressed with the amount of community that was like, how can we help? They don't want us to be at the table. Converge Media's own Deonta Damper led some of the action. This is important because our youth have an opportunity to be and see us as well as This is an opportunity for us to be able to walk with love. This year we already watched six of our community members get slain 
in a club for just being. This is giving an opportunity, this is us standing with the community members that we have and that aren't here no longer because of bigotry and hate. The show of support was overwhelming for organizers and demonstrators alike. Allies, community members, organization, elected officials, the huge support is overwhelming and it makes me feel safe, it makes me feel proud, but most of all it makes me feel that my community is loved and appreciated by all. Seeing the allies out there coming up to me saying thank you for organizing this, but also the voices and the people speaking is something that is overwhelmingly good. Denise Diskin is the executive director of the Q Law Foundation in Washington, which supports LGBTQ people who are in the legal system. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is Brewmaster Saproom has done um, a Drag Queen Story Hour for quite a long time. Um, they do it about once a month, and it's followed by Drag Bingo. Um, we love when there are local community um, businesses that show out and support our community and really show create space for our communities because um, we're here too, and so it's great to, to share the cultural practices like drag that we have um, with our communities. Jill Jones came from Auburn because she thought it was important to show her support. And just really, I just want to be supportive of all queer people and any any attempts to be fair and treat them equally and love them and also give opportunities for our children to experience all different kinds of people. Phoenix Star is one of the founders of the Burnout Brass Band, a honk band that plays anti-fascist anthems at local bars. This is our community. We're here to spread love, spread joy, drown out all the hate. We love our community here. It's an honor to be here. It's just been an amazing outpouring of love today. We didn't really know what to expect, but this has been like the best case scenario. The expected right-wing extremist protest did not materialize, which did not surprise Councilmember Rivera. I suspected that we were going to outnumber anyone who was going to show up to try to antagonize its amazing, beautiful Drag Queen Story Hour. I imagine we're going to outnumber them at least five or ten to one. They didn't even show up because they knew, I think, that there was no opportunity for any type of hate or vitriol with this much love and this much community for love and just for inclusivity. Wow, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. Shout out to everybody who showed up to support Brewmasters. You know, again, uh, it really fits in with what I'm always encouraging y'all to do, which is to see yourself as a part of the solution. And I'm so glad that Converge was out there, uh, you know, supporting. Thank you so much, Deontay Damper, for, you know, being somebody who's not just talking the talk, you walk the walk. But also, I got to send a huge shout out to Carmen Rivera. She stopped by here, uh, you know, when she was on the campaign trail and it's great to see her upholding her position as a council member staying connected to the community and ensuring that she's using her platform in a positive way so that you know different spaces of culture and uh, community stay thriving out there in Renton so shout out to you as well Carmen and again everybody who came out there to support this amazing place that's doing great things for the people out there and giving folks uh, you know a space to say this 
this is our place and we feel great about what we do here. I might have to come and check out one of those drag book readings. It sounds amazing, but shout out to everybody. It's great to, to see this. And again, I love to be able to uplift these amazing examples of not just collective voice, but people being a part of the solution, just coming out to their of their houses and actually being out in the streets to support something that they believe in. It's great to see. Well, of course, after this short break, I'm excited because we got the chief of police for the Port of Seattle. Michael Villa is in the building. He's going to be joining me after this short break. We're going to be diving into several things going on at the port. You guys definitely want to stay tuned for this. You guys are watching The Day with Trey. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Hey guys, Lisa Gordon here, and before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more, before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm excited because it is um, always important for us to get the real insight. What's going on? You guys know we've been keeping messages alive here in terms of port diversity for a long time. So I want to welcome the chief of police for the Port of Seattle, Michael Villa. Hi. Hey, Trey. How you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. You know, this is one of those things where it's like this. I, I was I'm honored because this is technically really your first interview since taking on the role, moving from acting chief of police to the full time chief of police for the Port of Seattle. Tell us a bit about your expertise um, being in the, on the force and what you bring to the role. You know, first of all, I, I was at the city of Tukwila for 27 years and um Moved up through the ranks and became the chief of police there. So I was a chief there for six years. And then about five years ago, I uh, came over a little more than five years ago. I came over to the Port of Seattle um, as a deputy chief. And so I was in that role for uh, approximately three years and then became the acting chief. Uh, so I served in the acting position for uh, two years. Mm -hmm. And then just this past August uh, was selected as the chief of police. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this right here for me is a real honor. It's because we've been so dedicated to stories about the need for more diversity at the port. And we've been talking about it in a wide variety of ways. But you kind of step into the role and there's a huge like bill to fill basically right in terms of what y'all need. Tell us a bit about that moving from acting to now full on chief. You've actually seen some things obviously in the acting role. And since you've been there for over five years, you've seen some things in terms of some of the needs. Help us understand some of that foundation. Yeah. So it is really a, a good police department. We had, um, I want to say uh, two, three years ago, um, a, an assessment that was done of the police department. And so uh, our commissioners, um, uh, did a resolution basically that would require us to have an assessment of the police department. 
Um, it was a task force that we put together of multiple stakeholders, both within and outside the, the police department. Uh, we brought in a consulting firm, uh, 21 uh, Century Policing, uh, to conduct that assessment. And really, after about a year-long assessment of the police department, um, they determined that we had a, a really good, highly professional police department, uh, but there's always room for improvement. So in any organization, there's going to be room for improvement. Um, so as they, they did that, um, uh, they gave us 52 recommendations, um, a lot of things that we could improve. Um, but again, nothing significant that they determined. You know, we have a, uh, we have a fairly diverse police department already. Um, part of our uh, goal and, and vision is to continue to maintain that diversity within the police department um, and to, to make some improvements in some areas. And we really want to have a, uh, an agency that uh, where our diversity mirrors that of our community. Um, that's ideal. And so that's part of our vision when it comes to recruitment. So one of the things that we did uh, really um, since that assessment is um, we, we revitalized or revamped our recruitment team. Uh, so now we have uh, five, six, actually people want to add, keep adding to the team, but we have about uh, six um, of our officers that are part of that recruitment cadre. And they've really been, it's a, it's a very diverse cadre that's come together. Uh, they're very enthusiastic, very excited about uh, going out into the community and um, recruiting um, candidates, good quality candidates, but also uh, diverse candidates. And so we maintain that diversity within our, our police force. Um, so that's one of the things that, that um, um, came out of not just that recommendation, but even our officers recognizing that hey, we need to make sure that we can hire good quality officers. Uh, you know, just talking about staffing and, and stuff, um, law enforcement the last couple of years, I mean, we've seen significant or a significant number, excuse me, of officers uh, leave law enforcement. And it's not just the Port of Seattle, uh, Seattle Police Department, King County, a lot of the agencies uh, within our state and even nationally have, have left the field. And so there are a lot of vacancies that we're trying to fill. Um, and when we fill those vacancies again, you know, we want to bring in uh, diverse candidates. And so our team has been working tirelessly um, going out, like I said, in the community to the colleges. Um, recently, they uh, we participated in a, a diversity in law enforcement career day uh, that was held in Renton. And so several agencies came together. Uh, and again, really targeting diverse populations, uh, trying to build that awareness and interest in uh, law enforcement, you know, not just for the Port of Seattle, uh, but for the agencies within South King County and King County. Uh, so that we can we can uh, build, again, just law enforcement agencies that have that diversity that mirrors our community. Yeah, th that's important. But I, I, I got to be honest, too, Chief. I mean, one of the things that I think is some of the biggest hurdles may be that level of interest because there's been, unfortunately, this uh, us versus them mentality mm -hmm. that has stood very strong in certain communities, particularly those of the global majority. When we're talking about non-white communities, there is something that sometimes goes unspoken during these recruitment efforts. How are you guys dealing with that? Because that's uh, sometimes could be the real elephant in the room, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a real problem that, that we have to do in, in law enforcement and really within our communities. We have to do a better job of, of building those relationships, of building that trust. You know, I, I grew up in a, a household where um, my, my father did not like the police. Mm. Um, and, and I even remember as a young child, him telling us, hey, um, if the police catch you, um, first of all, you know, don't let them catch you. If they catch you, lie about your last name because I don't want them bringing you home. Um, and, and so don't let them catch you and, and lie and uh, lie about your name. 
And, um, and then of course I became a police officer later, but really for me, it was, um, went through high school and again, just, you know, he had experiences that of, of, um, and I'm not sure what all his experiences were, but he had negative experiences with police. Mm-hmm. And so he just had that, um, his experiences. Um, and, and because of that, there was a lack of trust for the police. I went through high school. I came out of high school. I thought maybe I'd be an engineer or go into business, something like that. Met a police officer, started talking with that police officer, you know, developed a friendship, uh, did a ride along. And it really was um, that awareness and, and interest that for me drew me in. So on the one hand, having a background where I didn't necessarily trust the police because of my dad's experiences. Um, but then once I learned more about the job and, and acquired that interest, you know, for me, it was, hey, I can I can I, I like what you said earlier in the, in the show as far as, you know, I can be part of the solution. I, I can help. I can I can um, those negative experiences my father had as a police officer coming into the field. I can make sure others don't have those negative experiences. And so that that's one of the things just. Um, going back to your question, I don't want to veer yeah. too far away from that. You know, part of that is, I mean, we need to do a better job of, of developing trust. Part of that trust is having conversations, is understanding one another, is for us as law enforcement to understand, well, well why is there that, that break in trust? And then how do we fix it? Yeah. Um, and then developing those relationships. Um, and then, you know, part of this, as I mentioned earlier, we need these positions filled in law enforcement not just with us, but other agencies. And so part of it is, is getting a diverse um, people into law enforcement that can then uh, provide that exceptional um, law enforcement services to the communities. And it's going to take time. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I mean, a lot of folks out there and I, I'm, I'm hearing y'all because they're like, you know, there's so much in terms of the culture of policing mm-hmm. that particularly throughout this country has really been under a scrutiny and microscope. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about the litany of what we've experienced in terms of police uh, involved deaths and shootings, all of that is a part of, I think, this entire, uh, you know, scope that you're you're talking about in terms of what you guys have to do. But I love hearing your personal story that it took an officer to kind of say, hey, you know, do a ride along. Let's build a friendship. Let let me show you kind of what's going on with me. Um, And that personal approach is for me what transitions it from this kind of transactional approach that we experience like, oh, my gosh, something has happened and I need to call the police for this transaction or this situation that's occurred in my life versus it moving into something that's relational saying, no, wait a minute, I know the police who are right here that are going to come if I'm called, if I have to call them, right? Mm -hmm. I know them um, because I see them in community. I've been able to connect with them outside of that tragic call I have to make when I have to, you know, engage with them like that. And that for me is where I think overall the culture of policing has a, a bunch of work to do in terms of how they uh, position themselves for those level of opportunities. Now, I know that there's a lot of work on y'all's hands and, and listening to so much, particularly over the last couple of years in terms of vacancies with police. You know, you have a very unique nature when you're talking about the port. And for us, there's something that uh, when we talk about the Seattle port, especially, it is a global hub, right? And so you guys are also dealing with levels of diversity that are 
even beyond what we may see in our communities because of it being uh, such a major uh, national and international port. And so you guys deal with a lot of other issues. Tell us a bit about uh, why it's important for that diversity to be reflected in our communities, but particularly at the port where y'all are dealing with so much more diversity than many may see that are just out in a very specific community. Yeah, and I, and I love to talk about this. And, and prior to answering that question, I'll, I want to go back to my dad just to say that after I became a police officer, um, his attitude changed about police, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> uh, he actually lived with us for 19 years um, and really became a, a big supporter of the police. And, and I think just his perspective, you know, changed on that. Also, something else you said as far as developing those relationships. And even when I, when I became a, uh, a police chief at Tukwila, particularly, though, you know, it was important for me to to reach out and to have a better understanding of um, specifically the black community. And so there were a couple of people, Deshaun Quinn, council member at Tukwila, um, Dominique Davis, Coach Dom, um, and uh, that um, I met with on a regular basis between those two. And, and really, they helped me understand better some of that culture and some of the experiences that you know, either they or their family members had experienced. And so, well, on the one hand, um, you know, as someone who grew up in a family who didn't necessarily respect or appreciate or trust the police, you know, my perspective was changed in that re regard. On the other hand, listening to other communities and other cultures really helped me develop a better understanding. So um, anyway, I could share those, go on and share just some of those conversations later, but, um, but it really helped me to better understand. And then it helped me to, to provide, I think, better service. And then not just me as a, as a chief of police, but being able to take some of those lessons and convey them to my staff as well. As far as, hey, there, there's experiences, there's history, there's background that we need to be aware of when we are in those commu communities and, and policing and, and having those interactions. But I appreciate what you said about just developing those relationships and yeah. communicating and talking. It's really key. But, and before you even answer, because that you're, you're sending me on something that I think is so important. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful to hear that you're able to bring that experience to the port, mm -hmm. which to be honest, there is a disconnect because it's not connected specifically to a certain community. Mm -hmm. So I, I want, I want you to maybe weave that into your answer in terms of, you know, elevating diversity. You guys got 30 positions you need to fill. Right. Uh, so that's really what you're here to talk about today. <laughs> but I love the fact that, that you're, you have that relational approach that you can bring to the port where a lot of folks are like, look, you know, we, we look at, uh, you know, international trade, there is a huge decline on, you know, uh, black folks, African-Americans and, and uh, others from the global majority participating in that. You know, uh, it's not so much that the the maybe the port police can do much about it. But I think it's important that you guys are understanding the need for diversity at a larger scale than just your police force when you're talking about the port. Yeah. And, and we're, we're part of the port. I mean, the port is, you know, employs over 2000 employees just for the port. The police department is is part of the the the, the larger port, and so um, even when it comes to increasing diversity, you know, within the port, I mean, we're part of that. We're part of that effort. Um, the Port of Seattle Police is, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, it is unique from a lot of municipal and county and, and state law enforcement in that, um, you know, we have a, a very unique mission of. Um, protecting critical infrastructure, both at the airport and at the seaport. Um, and with that infrastructure, it's, it's a, there is a, it, it's a global gateway 
very diverse uh, um, travelers who are coming through uh, both the seaport and the airport. And so even when we talk about mirroring the community for our department, well, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Because our community is a global community. And so it, it's hard to, um, in a sense, um, you know, put the finger on what would that exactly look like other than to say that we, did, we want to have just a very divorced, very, excuse me, diverse um, police force and, and workforce um, that will uh, be able to provide excellent service to the community. But but we are really unique. Can I talk about that for a moment? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of, the, one of the things, so I was at Tuckwell, I said, for 27 years. And when I went to the Port of Seattle, uh, one of the things that drew me there was that uh, after doing law enforcement in a city, um, I really wanted to uh, learn new things. And in the Port of Seattle, with having a very specific mission um, and, and having that critical infrastructure, um, we're unique. We, we do all the, the traditional things that any law enforcement agency would do. We respond to calls for service, uh, which range from property crimes to person crimes to um, assisting uh, those that might be having a medical emergency that are mm -hmm. on our facilities. Um, just a wide variety of things that, that most other law enforcement agencies would do. Um, but we're very unique and we have that counterterrorism um, type of mission as well. And so we have explosive detection canines. So we don't have any tracking canines like a, a city would have. Um, but we have uh, 14 canines that are explosive detection canines um, that work throughout the airport. Primarily, uh, we have a bomb detection team. Uh, so for, for those who might be interested in doing something like that, a bomb disposal unit, excuse me. Uh, we have a Marine patrol unit um, out here at, at, on the Port of Seattle, um, outside of the Port of Seattle in the Maritime Seaport area. Uh, we have a dive team, um, bicycle officers that are that are at the airport. Um, so we have these very uh, unique teams as well. So it does differentiate us from a lot of other agencies. And then the other thing that differentiates us and makes us unique is um, going back to that global community that we have coming through the, the uh, airport um, and the seaport is our police department is really customer service oriented. And so you see officers um, at the airport helping uh, people get from point A to point B. Traveling can be very stressful for people. Mm -hmm. And so even just uh, helping them with extra bags they might have and, and giving directions. And, um, and so it's very customer oriented. And we'll take the time to, as part of the Port of Seattle, you know, we're going to take the time to try to make those travels as, as pain free and as stress um, to reduce as much stress as we can as people travel as well. That's really important uh, and is, I'm sure, very unique there, which allows you guys maybe more opportunities to be relational mm -hmm. to a certain degree. And even if it is a bit on the transactional side, because how many people are flying? I mean, you may have some frequent flyers, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of it mm -hmm. for folks is that that one time travel. So it's great to hear that. I, I, I know that there's so many other questions I have and we've run out of time, but this is really um, exciting. It's great to meet you, to hear what you are bringing to this role, I think, which is so critical, and especially when we think about uh, travelers and how they uh, actually have an experience with us here at our port. Um, so it's, it's great to hear that. So much more that we could dive into, I'm sure, uh, you know, Chief Vea, but I really appreciate hearing your uh, background story um, and you having some level of understanding to, of what it means to be relational. And, and I really am encouraging that 
that as much as you can infuse that in every one of these positions y'all bring on, try to do that because it's so necessary for more and more uh, police officers to understand that that's an important part of their job, which I think sometimes has gone astray. So um, thank you so much. I want you to look right there. Folks are trying to figure out how they apply, how they learn more. You really laid out some amazing kind of segues, like these sections of the police force for the port that people may not have been aware of. So it's great to know that there's a diverse uh, set of opportunities y'all are providing. Uh, look right there in that camera. Just let them know. How do they apply? How do they connect? Yeah. So, so to apply and connect with us, if you go to POS PD recruiting at portseattle.org. And so if you go, if you go to that email, send an email, one of our recruiters will reach out and contact you. Um, if you want to apply uh, to the Port of Seattle Police, uh, publicsafetytesting.com, uh, you could just go directly there and then check the box that uh, is for the Port of Seattle Police. Um, you notice that we do waive any fees on that. Some agencies charge a fee, but we don't. So, so those are two ways that you can connect with us. Amazing. Uh, well, congratulations on, you know, moving from acting to, I guess, performing. You're in the role. You're doing it. Uh, you know, chief of police for the Port of Seattle. Michael Villa, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, you guys. I could have talked for a very long time. Y'all know I got questions. But, of course, I'll be wrapping it up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. A world of wonder awaits at Pacific Northwest Ballet's The Nutcracker. Treat your loved ones to the Northwest's favorite holiday tradition at Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Sorry, we are, well, we're live. Thank you. Sorry. We are back, uh, back on the day with Trey. You know, th this is why it's so important. I was just sharing this with uh, Chief Via that, you know, this platform right here is a way for folks to find that relationability when it comes to the police force. I have been one that says, yes, we need to figure out how to support community-based solutions around safety. I am always going to be that person because I understand that the solutions that are working in the community uh, need to be scaled up. But it's great to be able to have a way to connect a bit more with this background stories of some of our officers, our chiefs, those who are leading the charge with these police forces so we can understand where they're coming from. Make sure y'all go. If you guys know somebody who's looking maybe for a career change or a young person who maybe needs to hear uh, some stories around what got somebody into the police force, is there a way to kind of change the culture from the inside? I know there's a lot of change makers out there who are wanting to do that work. Um, but, you know, some folks want to stay on the outside, understand, and some may want to understand what it looks like on the inside. And maybe there's a way to do that and become one of those officers that a young person can see themselves in. I, I'm, of course, inspired because Chief uh, Via shared his background that I think is so key. And I told him, how else would people hear that story about your father? So this is a great platform that I'm, I'm thankful that I get to usher that in. But, of course, I'm in inspired. I want y'all to be inspired. There's so many different ways to see yourself as a 
part of the solution. Deontay Damper and others were out there this weekend giving you another example of how to do that. Always be the one that is connected and plug into your community so you can be aware of the opportunities you have to be a part of the solution. And of course, y'all, for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.